Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the fat man, Stevens, Hello. Rob, the old guy, from the world famous Rob Charney Show. And that's it. <laughs> us unfortunately yep. because of me forgetting some tech uh, technology we needed with there will not be ryan this week and no um, no guest walked in the studio yep no no guests nobody held us up and say we must be on this amazing yeah. podcast that six people listen to and <laughs> well you can always get dave but we do like our you know three-person audience <laughs> yeah this is true and by the way welcome to listening to the the home of the fire capital of Northern California. Cause yeah. right now it's, we're on fire yep. in multiple places <sighs> and there's two fires next to us. There's the Caldor fire. Well, I this think, is that, yeah. that's the one that's closest that's, to us. And then Caldor. there's the Dixie fire, yeah. which is up uh, towards Chico and paradise. You know, yeah. the town Further that Northern. already burned to the ground. Right. Um, yeah, burn and that one's over a million acres. Yeah. Last it's bad. Oh, really? Wow. Yesterday or the day before that I read it, it was at 714. I didn't realize it had increased that much yeah, in a couple of days. pretty bad. I mean, ours is over uh, 100,000 acres. Uh, yeah, it's over 100. Caldor, uh, last I looked, it was just over uh, 100,000 acres. Yeah. It was like at one, th- uh, yeah, 100,000 and some change. <laughs> but as of yesterday... As of yesterday, I didn't check the day, but it has 5% containment. So it yeah. took them just over a week to get 5%. 5% containment. Yeah. It's been pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, the terrain is, you know, for those of you who don't yeah. live up in this area, the terrain is just incredibly rugged. Incredibly- yeah, and hats off to the firefighters. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I was actually at, uh, I had to get my vehicle worked on. Um, I found out that my brace and piston system was falling apart, literally. <laughs> Uh, Friday, I found that out Friday and I got it fixed on Saturday, but I'm up there in, uh, right by the fairgrounds, which are possible fairgrounds is our staging area for all the firefighters that are coming up and I'm sitting there and it's amazing to see all the different counties and fire departments that are, we're pulling in. It was Huntington Beach, County. It was Tuolumne. It was like everybody's coming up here. Yeah. So this is the the latest stats of the Caldor fire. And for some reason, I keep thinking of Lord of the Rings every time I hear the name. It's the size in acres is 108,654 at 5% contained. Right now, there is 1,745 feet on the ground with 557 structures destroyed, including... One person I went to school with, one person quasi acquaintances with, and a number of sprinkling of other people I know. The people are burned up? Yeah, their homes, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 their homes. Up. I'm just trying to clarify. With yeah, you. you know, you're yeah, right. You're talking I, about the people. Like, the, wow. Yeah, not the people, yeah. Those I, poor people. I, I didn't, I still know them. They're, they're, they're not roaming <laughs> candles. They're, uh, and they're not missing. No, okay. they're still they're still around. They're posting to Facebook, so somebody's posting it. Yeah, too. that's good. Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah. No, we make a light of this only because we're living in it. And the thing that's affecting <laughs> most of us in the areas that are not affected by the actual fire itself. Thank goodness we we haven't been evacuated where, where the studios at and we're at right now. But the smoke has just been uh, it's been so thick and so bad here um, that uh, you feel like you're inside a a chamber with somebody smoking cigarettes and you get a carton, you get a carton of cigarettes in about mm, an hour. It looked like uh, a couple of days ago last week, it looked like uh, a scene out of Mad Max because the sky was like a, <coughs> a brownish yellow. Um, I, I did want to say something though, because the old guy 
and I have survived a couple of fires. Like we've been inside a structure as that's burning. Um, true enough. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 and it's true. It's true. I, I did want to say, Twice. if if you all y'all have never had that happen, a couple of words of wisdom is is one is if you're at the present state of mind and not panicking, tell the fire department when you call nine one one exactly where it's located. Like for example, if it's in the basement, if it's in the second floor, it helps them uh, station their vehicles exactly where it is. Yeah. Um, that one I know from firsthand. Uh, the second is talk to have an idea of how the hell you're going to get out of there. You know, some places there's one way in and one way out. You don't have a choice. Like, like paradise, for example, was really that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to know your location. I mean, even where James is at, he's really only got one way out. Really? Uh, no, I, you know, I can go, uh, up to, uh, up E16 and out through Ione, or I can take Sandridge. <laughs> well, yeah, I but, mean, so, yeah. yeah, if you want to head out of the county, and of course, this fire is already going into Amador County. We're in El Dorado <laughs> County, for those of you listening. And uh, But yeah, you can hit parts of E16 if they're not closed, but you know, here's they your were, problem. Yeah. You may have one or the other, and you may only have one, one way out. Luckily, the E16 the wasn't closed then. I don't know if parts of it, because of where the fire is, if it's closed uh, now. No, E16 is still open last I looked. Uh, Highway 88 is closed, so <laughs> right. they've closed parts of that one. Yeah. But thankfully, uh, E16 is still open. It's not quite moving that direction just yet, but that can change at any time. Yeah, who knows? With the, you know, we've been kind of lucky yeah. with these winds, actually. They, yeah, they haven't been... and uh, for people that don't know, I actually explained this today to somebody I was talking to. Um, so when this fire first started, it started Friday night, or, you know, if we really want to technically talk about it, it was like more Saturday morning. But it was late Friday night, early Saturday morning is when the fire started. And bakers for about two days. And that, you know, it was like one of those where, you know, it was close enough to me that I had some people saying, hey, we need to be ready to take off. And, you know, I, I kept paying attention to it. And the reason why it sat at... Um, 45 acres for that long is because of what is referred to as the inversion layer. And not very many people know what that is. Right. right. And, well. um, I had to explain that to somebody today. So the inversion layer is the bottom of the forest floor that is just sitting there. That is just a bunch of dead vegetation basically and other stuff. And so it was just burning that. And it wasn't really growing because it was getting its feel. And once it burned through that, that's when it exploded. And when it exploded, it over quadrupled its size. It went from 45 acres to close to 600 acres in less than 12 hours. I am curious that there are a couple of things I'm wondering on this because I wonder, did, did they start trying to at 45 acres, you didn't hear anything about it. It was kind of under the radar. I wonder how hard did they try to hit it to knock it out? Did they could not, they literally could not get to it. Ah. They, they, and the issue was, is where it was, they, they, it was unsafe for even the hand crews to get to it. So they couldn't get dozers near it. They couldn't get any water tanks to it. And it was very dangerous for even the hand crews to get near it. So what they did was they tried to set up a perimeter around it so that when it did burn through that inversion layer, 
when it exploded that they had an area that they could try to control it in. But once it exploded, the reason why it grew so fast is because of the, you know, the embers getting caught up in the, in the smoke and then they had spot fires everywhere. And that's what really screwed them. And that's why they had such an explosion is because of the spot fires and they couldn't get helicopters to it or any of the planes to it because of the smoke. Right. The amount yeah. of smoke that was pouring out. So the smoke is so thick. They couldn't they, get anybody up to it. They can't fly. Yeah. If they can't yeah. see, if they can't see the ground, they can't fly. And, and that was part yeah. of the problem. And there's a couple of issues. If, if you, if y'all are listening, uh, aware of this area, this isn't exactly just climate change. In my lifetime, a lot of this area was logged, whether you're talking about clear-cutting or selective forestry. Um, the other thing you talked about, there, there were a lot of livestock in some of these areas that helped keep some of this stuff down along with, along with a myriad of other things. And one of the things about California is California seemingly became non-interventionalist when it came to forest management. And there were mills yeah. that, that the mills that shut down, logging was removed from the area. So some of these areas, spotted owls, John, spotted owls. Is this some of these areas were areas that traditionally were logged or maintained or taken care of, and some of them weren't because they literally are incredibly hard to get to. And that's one of the reasons it's in this area, some of these fires happened to just happen out of the middle of nowhere because it was impossible in previous generations. So the the argument has been made, you know, forest science is. Uh, is more speculation of what could possibly be instead of a real science. The, the, the problem is that there's an, a lot of arguments on both sides as to what to do with the forest. There's the side that says, don't do anything, live it alone, and it'll take care of itself. But unfortunately, it's been found that because there is so much uh, debris and brush and slash and everything else on the floor, floor that gives the fire things to actually light and burn, and it burns so hot, it kills the trees. If, if the area is cleared out around the trees... Uh, the fires aren't as hot and they come through there and the trees can actually survive it. And that's part of the problem as well. I would say that kumbaya approach of the forest taking care of itself is, is true because burning is part of the cycle. <coughs> um, we, I went, we went to, uh, the old guy and I, when I was younger, went to Yosemite and there was this, this, this field I remember being blocked off and said, you see, there's that plant right there. I thought was extinct for like a hundred plus years until part of this section <laughs> caught on fire and they realized that these plants were always there, but they needed fire to germinate. And mm, so that's yeah. that that's the forest taking care of itself. You right. and the other thing is because man has encroaching the forest so much. And traditionally we have we have done stuff. In this particular area we're in, if you look at during because this area is really started famously for the gold rush. If you look in the gold rush, you look at some of these pictures, there's barely any trees there's an order of magnitude a greater number of trees around the area now than there, than ever, there was. ever was right and so that's one of the issues is there's no logging they're taking care of uh you know there's just stuff that need to happen and right. we understand the fact if you clear cut a forest you are destroying habitats and there's some wiser that's why selective forestry if you look at uh engineered wood products for example a lot of these companies the reason those existed like plywood lvl glue lambs is because you're using as much possible of the material. So as, as technology had advances, the, the technology to use as much of a log as possible. Right. So anyway, yeah, that's... And now the people have tuned us out and bored the hell out of fire talk. All right. Uh, <laughs> we need to go on to our the, next... The, the last Everly Brothers has passed away. The end of a musical era. Hmm. 
Yeah. We're going to start seeing a lot of that, I'm afraid. I actually didn't know the gentleman was still alive. I, for some reason, had thought Oh, you young kids. You don't understand. (laughs) No, I mean, I legitimately thought he had passed away. I didn't realize he, he was... He was still around. I was like, oh, man, he certainly hasn't done anything in the last so many years. Like well, even talk shows or. There's a, you know, I don't have a clue on how his last 20 years went. I mean, maybe he wasn't able to. Maybe he can't, you know, physically isn't able to participate. Who knows? There's a number of reasons. That's true. We get old and, you know, we're not always able to be on radio and uh, or, or podcasts or whatever you want to call this. And uh, so a lot of times you don't hear from people. It's the way it is. It is. But anyway, I'm sorry to hear that. There's a, unfortunately, there's so many people. I don't want to go to the, down the band list of only so many surviving members left. But uh, every band, every major band there is right now, that's the case, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, ELP, I forgot. Oh, no. Emerson Lake and Palmer. I just tried to remember the last remaining member passed away and unfortunately i've lost which one it was i'm sorry guys i should know better by now so talk yeah, about but, you know as as you said it's just that it, they're reaching a certain age and they're just going to it, it's just sadly <clears throat> going to happen yeah yeah it is what it is i mean I, 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 so to so, say oh, talk, talk about who uh talk about get bands mick fleetwood wants lindsey buckingham back in the band. But they're going to kiss and make up or what? No, the problem, it wasn't him who kicked Stevie Nicks, wanted them out. And apparently I, the, the story I read, I don't know how much is true, basically said one day he got a phone call. Lindsay got a phone call and said, yeah, you're gone because of Stevie Nicks. Mm. So if you're not familiar with a band, <laughs> they have a love-hate communication with, uh, Fleetwood Mac is with what each other. Called, and it's been going on forever. So he, uh, so apparently Mick Fleetwood wants Lindsey Buckingham back. I'm assuming that it's going to be, you know, farewell tour number six. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, well, you know, I know that Stevie Nicks said she wanted to go back touring again and they were supposed to start in 2020, but because of COVID that all got canceled. And, uh, so I'm assuming she wants to go back and I don't know what huh. Mick wants to do or. Uh, it's funny. You, 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 about the one thing I never thought of is a lot of these musicians, and I should have thought about aren't particularly great at managing their money. So one of the reasons they tour so much is they have bills to pay <laughs> yeah. and they're, they're not like, um, you know, some of these musicians you hear about that have more money than the Catholic church because they've been wise about their finances. And I, I have a feeling like some of these bands like Fleetwood Mac who are known for partying don't have a great amount of money left. Well, you know, the person that makes, makes sure that these people get money are their managers. And, I, you know, I haven't really looked into the history of Fleetwood Mac as far as their song rights. I mean, they have an awful lot of very iconic songs out there. I think and what sold. portion they get, you know, because honest, that's how so many of the, the top band members throughout from Beatles to Rolling Stones to, you know, all you keep going down the list of all of them. These guys keep making millions and millions of dollars a year simply oh, yeah. because of their rights on the songs and the music and all that. So, you know, I don't know. I, I have no idea how well they were managed. So according to this article, and we might've read this on the show and this is dated January 14, 2021. Meek Flip, Mick, Meek, Meek, Meek Fleetwood. <laughs> Mick Fleetwood has sold his rights to his, uh, to hit songs, including go your own way and dream to music publisher, BMG becoming the third member of Meekwood, Meek, Meek <laughs> Fleetwood, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> 
to uh, to strike such a lucrative deal. So I have. So most likely is is that you know maybe he just there's a lot of these and when I you know I had an opportunity to be with the band for a while uh, visit with them and all that. And he, they played just, the tr- he played the triangle. Yeah, they Ding. truthfully they, they tambourine. Yeah, they hell no. I, I don't want to take uh, Stevie Nicks' instrument away from her. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Oh, no, that was, that was bad. Oh, sorry. So, I'm sorry, Stevie. I didn't actually M- say misogyny, that. Misogyny, misogyny, <laughs> whatever you say that. All complaints can be directed to yeah. the old guy yeah, at no. TV. Leave Mad Trio out of this. That's right. <laughs> ladies, well, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be hosting Jeopardy anytime soon, so I La- continue to say things that are controversial. Oh, oh right, we got to go into the oh, Jeopardy. we got to go problem. to that one, too. Okay, well, let me finish my story about the band they uh, they truly enjoyed playing they enjoy playing music they enjoy being around the people i mean some people some of the bands could care less about the crowds and all that that mick you know i got to know mick a little bit and, and you know and nice guy i mean he really is mcgilla gorilla yeah he's huge i if you ever guys get a chance to watch concert footage watch mick fleetwood he looks like a gorilla drumming he's just he's really tall tall and lanky very tall guy um so I. All right. So we want to get. Are we going to get into Jeopardy? Well, so I, I wanted to say something about Jeopardy. Uh, I just recently just heard the, the 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 lady who was taking was. So basically, the story I read yeah, was. Be careful now. The gentleman who who <laughs> won the job basically at some point in time had said something sexist. Oh well, he said not only sexist things, but he also <laughs> he was anti-Semitic. And there were a number of things that he said in his podcast, hello, out there, <laughs> that come back to haunt you. So whatever we're saying here may someday come back to haunt you. I'll be dead. Everything here is in the midst of a conversation trying to elevate the higher <laughs> conscious and help our people and us to better ourselves by by creating an ethos of understanding. Well, that's why we never call ourselves experts. <laughs> what we read out here, we're not experts about any of this. So I did, <laughs> so I wanted to bring this up because I heard something interesting. Now, oh, God forgive me. I don't remember, I cannot pronounce her name. Is Malik. It? Malik. Uh, yeah. So Malik. a lot of people want to cancel her now because she didn't vaccinate her kids. Yeah, she's she's come oh, out and God. said. And yeah. by, the, by the way, she's, uh, she's a legitimate doctor. I think she's a neuroscientist. Yeah, she has a PhD. I believe um, not an MD, but yeah, I mean she's she's, she's, she's a damn smart. Neurologist, <laughs> Let's put it yeah. that way. And and so I I just I'm waiting for that to happen because right now the anti-vax movement is really heavily is is not the pro the pro-vax and anti-vax movements are like in full bloom right now. So I'm I'm curious Ma'am to see Bo- what happens. Bleak. Is that Bleak. how you say her name? I, I'm sorry, I slaughtered that. I know. No, I don't really know so how. I, you, but. I know I'm her. not even going to bother. Yeah, I'm sorry. So here's the problem. I apologize already because I know I've slaughtered. <laughs> I've I know her as Blossom from the early '90s TV show. So that's it's like oh, it's Blossom. And no, then, I don't think she's going to want to be. Well, I don't know what the heck. See, that's she might. the other rumors I heard. They may reboot that show because with the Joy Lawrence mm. who was in that show and a couple other people, it was a good quality uh, early '90s uh, television uh, family television show. Yeah. Okay. Well, finishing up on the Jeopardy topic. So, uh, Mike Richards resigned. They're asking. Who is that? I missed that. What? Who? Mike Richards. That was, uh, Oh, Mike Richards. He was a producer of the show and he was, you know, supposedly vetted. <clears throat> There's a lot of controversy over this whole thing with Jeopardy and who's going to be the permanent host and all that. And Mike Richards somehow was announced to the permanent host. And now we know he had to resign because of his past. But the problem is there's, you know, there, there's, he was, he's a producer inside the show. So there was an awful lot when his name was announced as 
you know, the permanent host, there was awful like, well, okay, then, you know, what was the whole deal with all these guest hosts and all that? If you know that your own producer is going to all of a sudden become the permanent host. I know what that was. It was, it was, they probably knew it from the beginning. It was just to fill up space and time. And also was the fact if there was somebody that the audience loved that they could have made the switch. Like everybody, not everybody, mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted LeVar Burton, Sacramento's own. Yeah, yeah, I did. And he, I, I, did you watch him? So he I, did well, but he didn't do great to be honest with you. And he's come out and said, it doesn't really want the gig. Oh, and so the, the other, that's th- probably why he didn't do so well. Cause I guarantee he has the ability to do he well does. on that show. He does. But. And he sounded really good and he did well. But if you had watched and I, I watched the, I watched the show almost every night. <laughs> Not that I'm any good at the show, but I like to watch it. Cause I, like throw out my wrong guesses all the time (laughs) it's it's an interesting show too yeah it is you you know you kind of learn things that i'm sure i forget right after the show but the the point being is that there was some you know one of the people i really liked the most was aaron Rodgers. surprisingly enough now she was malem is is very good i liked her too i thought she did really well there were some others uh, that you know like you know the other one that was really good is ken jennings who's the all-time winner uh, of the, yeah. uh, and I thought he, got he was canceled though. He, well, he didn't so much get canceled. He get didn't, wasn't chosen, but he's now also an inside producer for the show on content. And, uh, I really liked him. I thought he did a fine job. And so I don't, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I know going forward, they're going to go back to guest hosts for a while. We'll see what happens. So the most interesting thing about this though, is how much he had giant shoes to fill. Now, if anybody's not familiar, Art Fleming was the original show, as original host, as far as I've been able to research of Jeopardy, he was from 64 to 75. And then I think that's about when, and I could be wrong, yeah, Trebek, Trebek I, took over, over sometime yeah. in the mid seventies and up until he passed away. And Trebek did an amazing job on that. And if, if Art Fleming was damn good. <clears throat> now that was the early days of the show and all that. And I grew up with him as, you know, as a kid growing up watching, watching him and i <laughs> thought he was fantastic and you know and i even i had a little hesitation when trebek took over but oh. he obviously did a very good job as time went on and he he you know matured into that yeah. those shoes and now it was just you know you you mentioned jeopardy and you you know automatically, exactly and i i would say if none of you if any of you have never done anything in front of the camera it's really hard to come across well on camera. Um, if you ever seen like television action shows and the reason why people like they, they look like cardboard cutouts is because it's a really hard medium, not only not to fidget, but to communicate with a camera to like, look at Guy Fieri. I know a lot of people hate him, but to be that animated and not come across as an idiot is really hard. And if you look yeah. at Alex Trebek, the way he came across and he was a, he was a game show host from way back and he just, he did such an amazing job. And so I think anybody in there is going to hard, hard fills, hard shoes to fill. Now yeah. I'm, I don't care the gender of the person. I just want them to live up to what he did. Yeah. That may be impossible. You know, you may, again, you may have to mature into the position. You'll do the best you can in the oh, beginning. Yeah. As you go along, right. you'll get better and better. And I think, you know, a great one to bring up is Drew Carey. Yeah. Price is right. Now I haven't seen his version. Is it any right? Good? I mean, he, he does well. Yeah. He does real well. Yeah, yeah. He does a really good job. But, you know, initially, I don't think he was that comfortable in that role. But now I think he's doing a great job. I haven't watched it in a long time. Oh, everybody seems to love him in that role. Yeah. And he had huge, 
huge shoes to fill going with Bob Barker, you know? Because yeah. wasn't, wasn't Bob Barker the guy who started the show? I think it's a Merv Griffin show, that. but but yeah, yeah, you I mean, mean like to the, be the, 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 the original host. I think so. He st- he started the show I, as the host. Believe I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> that isn't germane to our discussion here. But uh, yeah, you know, it, when you tackle any of those shows, I mean, uh, what's Wayne Brady on? He's on another one. He does too. Um, but anyway, that that whole uh, Drew oh. Carey Wayne well, Brady. I know he took over whose line is it anyway when Drew Carey left to do the Price is Right. Right. So well, now he's I don't got know a, what he's doing now. He's got so, a game show. So here is something. Oh, he's I, got a game show now. So yeah. here's something I didn't know. The franchise began in '56 as a television game show hosted by Bill Cullen. That's oh, C U L L E. Oh yes, yes, yes. Was revamped in '72. This Bill version Cullen. was originally hosted by Bob Barker. Since 07, Drew Carey has hosted the program. So I didn't realize it was from the 50s. So this, mm. so it's basically from the golden era of game shows. Yeah. It's one of the few yeah. surviving mem- uh, shows of that. It's interesting that they're bringing back a lot of the older shows to uh, $100,000 Pyramid. It was like, I think, the $10,000 oh, yeah, Pyramid back in the one. day. And, you know, they're bringing back a lot of the older shows as well because the truth is they're Jay Leno's going to be good shows. a game host for one. Yeah, I heard that too. And I think Jay just ought to stay Jay's garage and <laughs> Jay Leno's garage. You know, I, I stay think, retired. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I mean, you know, if I had his money and all his cars, I wouldn't care about doing a game show. <laughs> I'd play with the cars. You know, I think, you know, Jay oh. Leno's such household name now that, you know, he's going to get so many offers. Oh, I'm to do sure. this or do that or do this, but he's probably finally just going like, if it'll shut you guys up, I'll do something. Maybe. <laughs> so, and he's in his seventies too, so yeah. he's not a spree, uh, yeah. but he's pretty spry for for being as as old and as, as as large of a man he is. A popular game show is making a comeback. It is making its way back to TV with a new host and a new channel. Jay Leno will host. You bet your life. Oh, wow! Oh, That's the Groucho nice. Marks. It's and, a Groucho yep. Marx uh, reboot on and that. Huh? I think he'll do good with that because if you ever watched the, the the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, he was a fairly good interviewer. Like he was able to keep it light and get into some controversial topics. He had a he was really good at navigating the waters, and and so I think he'll do good. He'll, he's no Groucho Marx no. by any sort of the imagination. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know if he could even get away with that material that Groucho did back then either. So it's a little bit different. He's now. probably safer than Richard oh, Dawson no. and kissing uh, all the female <laughs> game show uh, attendees. Oh yeah. hell no! You can't get away with what Groucho <laughs> Marx did. I mean, especially in our cancel culture that we're in these days. I mean, yeah. can you imagine having the Marx Brothers running rampant these days? <laughs> no, probably not. Oh, my not. gosh. They'd be burned at the stake. <sighs> so, and there he goes, James. <laughs> we're going to have we're gonna have technical issues uh, on today's show, so we apologize for that. We're, we're kind of running on... We're, we're running on uh, your name and cups and strings to get communication going. James is in a remote location, and like we said, due to the fire, so, some things are going on. He's keeping here. himself. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that is my ringtone, Thundercats. Ho. Thundercats. Hold on, as, as, I, as I transfer James into, ah, here Back we go. into our conversation. Are you there, yeah, James? Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, well, for people out there, the two people who are listening, we have terrible reception in Northern California right now. Anyways, <laughs> I thought maybe um, you ran out of minutes. I don't know because you call it in. James is now officially so, out of minutes. He's 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 in a safe location, trying to hide from the fire and the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so John, did you, are do you have HBO Max? I have access to it. I I don't. I do. 
Yeah, that's how so, I have access to now, it. Now, are you going to go to the theater for Dune, or are you going to watch it on HBO Max? That's the question. If it's, uh, if, it's that. if it's available on HBO Max, I want to see it. I'm going to the movie it theaters. Is then HBO I, Max. Then I will, I will see it. Partially, and I think they said October. Ooh. So here's the question. How long do you have access to it? Because I want to watch it a couple of times. Uh, on HBO Max, they usually run it for a month or two before they... Uh, but you got to remember also. Yeah, oh, here we go. We're paying. You're paying uh, a yes, premium. October first, the Dune twenty twenty one. The release date is October first, twenty twenty one. So how long do you get to? How long do you get to have access to it? Is it a week? Well, you have to about Google. a month. About a month. Okay. Yeah. So I. So I'll do that for a couple of reasons. Are you going to pay thirty bucks because that's what it's going to cost? I'll you. do it so. for a couple oh, of no, reasons. HBO Max. No, no, no. HBO Max doesn't charge you thirty bucks. No, I believe they do. It, it, it's got uh, no i have it for, i gotta watch the suicide squad uh wonder woman um all those movies that are released from theater get the same release in on hbo max for no charge no extra charge really so, so i assume okay. they're gonna do the same with dude so all right I'm, i'll I'm, have to take because i have it i'll have to take your advice for that i i'm gonna do it because right now i'm i have no interest in going back to the theaters um just Partially is because I've got a young kid. He's not vaccinated, folks. He's one of those. He wait, doesn't wait, want... wait, 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 wait. You would take your son? No, he's no. To go see Doom. Well, no, no. no. He one said of the he reasons, would not. One of the reasons he would is not take his son. One of the reasons I'm not particularly. I I, I his don't. Son's really, four and a half, guys. He's not taking his son. I I, I don't want to go to the <laughs> theaters right now because I have a son. I'm not interested in really going into the public a, a whole lot. I try to avoid mm. that. And I have a pretty kick-ass home theater system, so I don't really need to... John's anti-people right now. Yes. Oh, okay. But I got to say, when when I really get in the mood to be around people, I have the perfect game for you to play. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen, because I, ha- I want you to hear a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The gamer dignity is overrated. Go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And I want you to make sure you go to that website, audacity.com, to check out where you can get them. They're adding card uh, stores and uh, places you can buy them all the time, or you can buy it from their website. And like last week, a shout out to Miss Audacity herself, one of my favorite people to <laughs> Melanie. <talk> to. Melanie! <laughs> so Hi, Melanie! As, as, as soon as I still I, want dude wipes. Okay. You guys working on that? We got to get our intern working. You on have that. more free time than I do. Hey, I've got a four-year-old. Where's our intern, James? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, what? For, forget it. Never mind. Forget You're it. out of it. Forget all right. It. So I'm going to ask you guys. Going to completely change topics. Here's all the way. Do-do-do-do. All right. We ready? No, 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 no. So uh, I came across. You know how I like lists. <laughs> I got a list of you and your list of the most. Well, hey, it's my shtick. The most unreliable cars in the U.S. according to owners. Modern or modern? Oh well, so much for the AMC. So every, <laughs> every yeah, every car on this list is a 2021 model except for the electric car that I'm going to mention. Is 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 the so I'm gonna can I name out a couple? Is the Equinox on there? <laughs> well, it's, it's yours isn't a 2021. But so is is the Equinox? No, on I, there. believe it or not, it's not. Well, fuck. But this is, you know, it, it probably is number 11, and I only go to 10. <laughs> Damn, that, right. that's about right. All right, so we'll start at number 10. The Volvo, this is a surprising one, Volvo XC60, had a reliability score out of 100 
of only 28. Wow, wow. Volvos are usually pretty good cars for well, the price. Well, see, now, they've been running on that reputation for quite a while, but my understanding when I was researching a little bit there, yeah, they've got cars out there that are not as good as you would think. Didn't you have a Volvo that we got had set a Volvo on fire? It was a piece of junk. No, no, nothing <laughs> set on fire, but it was terrible. It was just awful. But that was a 70s era, so Volvo. So, but, yeah, huh. I didn't like it at all. It was terrible. All right, ready. Number nine, Ford EcoSport. What the f- Eco Sport. Eco Sports are really cheap. I've heard of it. I, yeah, 28 out of 102. Yeah, I've heard of it. So it's got the same rating as a high end Volvo XC60. This cheap little Ford is no better. Might as well buy the Ford if it's going to be as unreliable. Here, here's the problem. Here's one that's not going to be as. I've heard of the Volvo. I've never heard of the, the Ford. EcoSport. Well, you've heard of Ford. Yeah, I've never heard of the well, Ford EcoSport. Have actually, you heard of the XC60? Yes, actually. Oh, yeah, right. He's just saying that he can't prove it. All right, EcoSport, whatever that is. All right, number eight. This is not going to be a surprise uh, surprise to many of you out there that have had one of these, or many of these, Jeep Wrangler. It's only oh, got a yeah. 27 out of 100. The, huh. See, mm. one I'm of, not a Jeep fan. I, I want a Jeep, but, the issue, but, but one of the issues with the Jeeps is the more complicated you get with them, the reason I want one is making it complicated because yeah. the Jeeps originally, like if you get like a seventies era Jeep, they're simple to repair. Like as soon as you get into like the early nineties, when you <laughs> add stuff, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Anyway, that's haven't had a couple of them. Like, just get a Willie. They're just fun to play Willy's with Jeep and call it good. Yeah. And, you know, but that's okay. So Seriously. here's the one. Here's number seven Tesla model S really. Hmm. Elon, what's going what's on the here? Model S? Which one is that? A car? That's or is expensive. That one of their that, SUVs. No, that's, that's a car. That's a car. Yeah, I'm not okay. surprised considering electric vehicles. You know, twenty six out of hundred. I am because the others rate so high. So yeah, the Model yeah, S, the twenty twenty one Model S is having problems. But they had issues with the S from the start, so I'm not yeah. particularly surprised. Could be. Yeah. And but but overall, and that's their sport model, right? Yeah. But overall, the S, they've yeah, had model, yeah. they've had pretty good reliability. Yeah. They've had they however they've had their I can't talk, and I promise I haven't had anything to drink. We'll is. get back to it, because I've got a story about from, we're going to mix music and Tesla together here in a moment. Okay, then I won't say anything about their autopilot having issues. <laughs> well, you know, we've and talked about it before, so we won't cover that area. We'll go to something new, because and, i got something new on running it. running into emergency vehicles. Yeah, so, all right, so next, number six, Chevrolet, Colorado. Just say Chevrolet. Just say Chevrolet. Well, yeah, because there's two of them on Chevrolet, and I own one. Hmm. But all right, number six, 26 out of 100, every good. Back to Volvo. Number five, XC90, 26 out of 100. So Volvo's striking out on two of these. That's not good. Yeah. Next, Jeep again, the Jeep Compass, which I've heard is just terrible. Is that another, is it, is that another now, takeoff? These, okay, I got a question, Rob. Yeah. Now, this would be, you have to, you'd have to do some research to figure this one out. Are these Volvos, still being manufactured from germany or are these a different plant i'd have to look but i believe they're made over here oh okay i think they're that could be why um, well (laughs) i suppose all right so we're not surprised with that one here's the cheap again the jeep compass i talked about that 21 100 next one is volkswagen (laughs) volkswagen atlas is the compass a takeoff of the the cherokee it's a small yeah i think it is it's it's their smaller Okay, so basically, it's it's Grand a, Cherokee. It's, it's not a, really Grand Cherokee. It's a smaller. But version. it's it's the it's the brand or model that has always had issues. I don't know anybody who's so. ever who. Every person I know who's always had a Jeep Cherokee or an offshoot of it, besides like the old one from the seventies, have always had issues with them. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 
Somebody told me if you're going to, you know, buy one of them, buy one with the, the with the warranty on it and sell it as soon as the warranty, <laughs> right before the warranty's up, because otherwise it's just nothing but See, problem. See, this is why I want to find a Cherokee chief. Yeah. Okay. Well, Won't have any issues. Ha- yeah. Have fun. Volkswagen Atlas. I don't even know what that is, but it's there's an no, old. It's no, a really it? old a Cherokee chief. Uh, it's, no, it's, no, no. I'm talking about the Volkswagen uh, Atlas. That's what I just heard. Volkswagen, Volkswagen Atlas. Atlas. What is that? Sounds familiar. Volkswagen right? Atlas. I don't know. I've had two Volkswagen Bugs, the original 1960 Bugs, which has been just great. But anyway, so that's only a 1900. Here's one that surprised me a little bit, a Subaru, number two on the list, a Subaru Accent. Hmm. And it's only 1800. And Subarus are generally known to be very dependable. But So it looks yeah, like the Atlas I've... is an SUV. Okay. Well, don't buy one. Yeah, so it's a... <laughs> All right, so then this it, is a warning list, John. Yeah, it's a warning, warning. warning. You don't be taking notes. Don't research it. Besides, you're eating up your bandwidth for John James. I was actually trying to figure out what type of vehicle it was. So it looks <laughs> look like it up a, after the it show. Looks like it's a crossover, probably. All right, here's number the number one least reliable vehicle on my top ten list. And I have one sitting right out here, the Chevrolet Silverado, hmm. the fifteen hundred, right. which is. Supposedly their version. And this is a 2021. 2021. Now, I got a 2019, huh. but it doesn't have a whole lot of miles on it. I've the, had no problems. The problems are just not built Ford Tough. My, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> My daughter-in-law drives it more than I do. Well, she hasn't had any problems with it. No, this is true. <laughs> I, you know, so trucks. There's my ten top ten worst cars list. I, I would say the one of the issues I think with the reliability in cars is now they have too much technology in them. You know, like all these like all these things like lift gates, all these modules. Like my dad had a '97 M uh, M3. I remember getting an oil change and getting something changed. You walk out the door, it's ten grand. There's just so much to change in, in oh, cars the BMW. That's that, that wasn't a new one either. N- no, but All here's right, the issue. So. It's like it was ten grand then for a high end car. Now it's ten grand for a normal car. <laughs> so yeah, depending on what goes bad on it. Yeah. Reaganomics apparently works in cars. Um oh. and that's the issue. Now like like trucks were supposed to be basic vehicles that anybody could fix and now they're, they're as complicated There's as too car. many regulations. I mean, unfortunately, it has to be that way between safety reg- regulations and uh, smog and everything else. It's just, you can't, it's all got to be driven by computers. So you don't have a choice. You don't. It isn't what yeah. it used to be. It just isn't. The, but it, with that all said, reliability on vehicles now are better than they've ever been. Except for transmissions. And the 2021. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least uh, that 2021 models anyway. Pretty good. Well, well, hopefully the 2022 models will be better. I don't know. You know, you know. So we'll, we'll talk about that. So we're, since uh, we're kind of on cars, reopen. What? What's that? Is that are the factories at full? That's my understanding. Know, reopen if they can keep employees. That's my understanding. There's, no, they're still having chip issues. And, well, there's yeah, but that's bad. from what I read last night. Uh, you're right. There's still a shortage of chips. But that, that whole thing is getting better. I know. I, I did read a story a while back. One of the chip issues was this uh, stop it. Uh, was it stop the engine when you're, you're stop at a stoplight type of thing? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons they were delaying it. It's like, can I remove that? Like, mm-hmm. I drive a hybrid, so I'm fine with it. But I've been in cars, you know, straight gas car, no hybrid, and it just stops. And it's like, can I not have that rare and tear on my starter? Many years ago, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, many years ago, I believe it was Cadillac that came out with an engine 
that uh, they thought was great to, to help save on fuel mileage. And I think it was a six-cylinder. <laughs> it could have been eight, but it would run. When you stopped, it would run on three cylinders. That was that was very common for a while. And it, well, yeah, but it, they're all failed. Those engines were horrible. Well, there was a Chevy. Uh, I wish I remember. There was one manufacturer I remember. Maybe it was GM that actually had it. Like your your V8 Ford truck would be a four-cylinder V8 for a Ford while. truck from GM? I don't yeah. think that's the case. That's why it was a piece of shit. <laughs> Um, um, but it was, I think it was GM's, it was a GM product. A GM, but it wasn't would, a Ford. It wasn't a Ford would, GM hybrid. Yes, it was. That's what I'm sticking <laughs> to. And that's so. the story. But it was one of those things where the engine would, you know, would shut down a couple of cylinders if you weren't on right, the max load. Right. And the issue with they that. They keep trying that. They've worked on that off and on and hadn't found that it really did much. But the problem is it's still rotating. I, I don't I don't know yeah. how you physically disconnect a, a, a something that's connected. Well, I know. Talk uh, to their engineers. They thought they had it figured out. So we were, we're since oh. we're talking about cars and, yeah, oh. No, one more Forget thing. Forget it. I'm not going to do this then. Ford is coming <laughs> out with an electric engine that you can drop in a car. That's all I was going to say. Ford is coming out with an electric. Uh, but an what electric, do you do with the batteries? An electric crate engine. An electric crate engine, but how do you? What do you go buy Duracells and stick it in the car? I mean, come on, it doesn't work <laughs> that way. Ford. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I will just have to see. Maybe it's like you know how they used to have those steel tanks where you have two tanks. You know, they still have them. They still put them in some vehicles. Maybe that's how you do. You just flip the switch and it goes from electric to gas. I don't, mm. I don't know. Okay. You, you I would, kinda, I'll believe you anything. You it up in the back. What you know, I don't say, know. James. I don't know. It seems <laughs> pretty, I mean, not a bad idea, but I still don't know how they do the batteries since we're still dealing with yeah, batteries. Yeah, I don't either. I'll tell you the story after Rob's. Just a little tease. Oh, you should. Well, my, my only tease is we were talking about music and cars. And so, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming most of you know who David Cosby is. David Cosby or yeah. or Crosby, Crosby, sorry, I knew David Crosby, yeah, Crosby, because one because uh, I was going to say guy's you know he was in the Birds and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, so he's a Tesla fan. He loves his Tesla until <laughs> until he tried to order a Tesla. He says, and I'm going to quote him. This is David Crosby. So I'm a fan of Elon's. I think his efforts are getting the humans into space are. Uh, fantastic but we ordered our tesla seven months ago they have lied to us four times <laughs> that we, when we could get it we can't get it and they're still lying about it he says and i'm seriously looking at canceling my order and looking to a porsche <laughs> so you know uh crosby doesn't have a, as many followers on twitter as elon does but he still has 196,000. he doesn't followers. have as much money as elon either no no <laughs> No, it doesn't only ever well. But the point is, is I thought it was kind of funny that uh, Volkswagen AG hmm. is probably saying, hey, David, come on over here. We'll get you into a port electric Porsche. But I thought that was issues with, with uh, the, the Tesla even even now. like even but that's, They've always had supply issues to some degree. Uh, UF, UFC fighter. Mineral? The Rush? How, how how are you up on this? Anyway, he also called out Tesla, and he said he ordered his six months ago and still hasn't been able to get his uh, his Tesla. So huh. I imagine there's a lot of you out there that are probably trying to get your Teslas, and you're just not able to, I guess, depending on what model it is. But it's, Yeah, I'm waiting for my Tesla, and I haven't even ordered it and can't afford it. <laughs> but I'm waiting for it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I almost ordered one. But Elon, I if you're listening, I'll take donations. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, we'd have to sell it just to pay for the show, but go ahead, Elon. Right. <laughs> Ford Performance introduces 
a 281 horsepower electric crate motor. This is from... Well, sure. Look at the, how low the horsepower this is, is in that from thing. You, J- can, you can run it on solar cells. This is from J-A-L-O-P-N-I-K. <laughs> Looking to swap your internal combustion engine for electric power? Ford's got something for you. Meet the Illuminator. The, the Illuminator. Illuminator. It's E-L-U-M-I-N-A-T-R. Illuminator. Crate motor, I'm which is... I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> which is... Um, a, no, okay. So you remove your... Gas engine. Gas engine. You put in your electric engine. engine. I'm hoping both bolts you up to your. Put it right in. I mean, this sounds like you actually got to know is what it, you're doing. Is it direct drive? Does it run off a belt? So it looks it looks exactly like the engine. So I'm assuming what it is is it it's just a drop in because in order to do this. So you put an electric motor onto the transmission that's designed for a gas engine. And that doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm doing one of these fast reading. Doesn't I don't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> and the other thing about that is that sounds like dangerous as hell. <laughs> nah, this is... those, um, but those electric power cells, if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you just plug it in there and don't get it hooked up right. It sounds like that, you know, some tweaker is going to be causing some damage. <laughs> now, electro, electro, electro modding cars has been around for a while. Jay Leno's electro modding a very old car. Yeah, but... But if they're sitting there, but these are people that know what the fuck they're doing. This sounds like this is like they're going to the masses and saying, here's an idea. Do it. Well, somebody's got to do it. Start. So if Ford say now, we'll start it. Well, if you're you're buying a crate engine, either you know what you're doing or the person you're doing it from has an idea because that's definitely, that's an enthusiast thing when you're ordering your engine or it's a a shop. I'll I'll agree with John on that one. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it. But I'm just saying, it just sounds like some tweakers are going to be pulling some shit and blowing some shit up. <laughs> I am curious but about they do the that batteries, anyways, I guess, with Yeah, I, what's the difference, right? The, the batteries is, is, is the one thing that I haven't seen. Like, apparently, it's gonna they're going to say more sometime later this year towards the SEMA show. But the batteries, is, is I think James is right. What are they going to do? Is Ford going to make a first-party battery are there third-party batteries for for some of these cars good question because i don't i, I think don't the factories that. can't produce enough just to provide the batteries for the cars that are trying to be produced off the factory lines right now between of course elon's got his own but the other yeah he has multiple gigafactories making batteries right so i mean i don't know that they're selling batteries to the general public just to say hey here's a battery pack for you Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. That's and the other question is uh Jay Leno's using batteries that are water cooled hmm. too, and then hmm. that one car. So I there's a lot of ifs in this, but I thought it was cool that they're finally starting to get into the enthusiast market. Now two hundred and eighty one horsepower in in the world where you can buy at a thousand horsepower car off the lot, like you know, the high end yeah, Chevy Corvette is not kinda sounds like, you know, those uh those Hot Wheels uh cars that the kids get, you know, like the, the Barbie Jeep and uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's what it kinda makes me think of is like, is that how fast they're gonna be going? Yeah, I mean, yeah. imagine anyone driving the hills up here with those. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> You're going to get there in like a week. But you know, what do you think about it? 250 horses is still pretty good. I mean, my, it really is, you know, yeah. a light enough vehicle that can get you. My, you know, my Acura, flying. my Acura was 240 horsepower. Yeah. And so that's, that, that's quite a bit. Yeah, you know, it really is quite a bit. It just in today's electric, when you talk about electric yeah. cars, when you look at the horsepower that they're generating is a, you know, the, 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 the electric Mustang that's out there. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's what, 900 and some horse, but that, 
Oh, well. You also brought up another question about the transmission. Is is it did have to be an automatic? Can You can't drop in like a Tremec no, 6 it has to be an automatic. Because you shatter it. That's the other problem. If my understanding, people have been playing around with these electric motors. They can't go with a standard you know, transmission that you bolt up to a gas yeah. engine. It just won't work. Too much torque. Yeah, so it's going to have to be... So is an all-in-one unit? Are there manufacturers that that know? Hey, like uh, there's got to be a conversion on it at some point. My there guess is they probably sell a, I bet they sell a tra- transmission, transmission to go with that that engine. Huh. That's probably the way. Or there's to do it. or there's an aftermarket. So you have to buy the engine and then you have to buy the transmission separately. But that's not uncommon though. If you're gonna it, if it's you're like gonna buy, it's like buying the toy without the batteries. Right, but that's right. that's batteries not, not batteries not included. Transmission not included. <laughs> but that's <laughs> but that's not super super uncommon for people who are buying crate engines, um, unless it's a straight drop in. You know, a lot of the time these guys are okay. I want right. So if they're upgrading, say if they're upgrading a car and it's like six or seven hundred horsepower, which is more than the previous car, you're obviously going to have to get an upgraded transmission, or you're just going to completely grenade it. So. That's not particularly surprising. I, the, the question is, it's going to have to, is it also, does it have to be a special type of automatic? Because that's uh, my understanding for electric, but I don't know, but they're, they're special, you know, they're running off different, a whole different and setup. The, and there's no buildup. Like it's, 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 it's basically power applied go. Exactly. It's instant, in, instant. It's not shifting power. gears. Let's put yeah. it that way. It's just go. Well, like, like a, a, a combustion engine kind of spools up. Whereas, you know, where if you put, you know, once power is applied, it's instantaneous speed, instant torque. There's no, you know, build up or yada, yada. If Listen you, to us talking like we know what the hell we're talking I about. I have an idea of what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I full on admit I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. But I've, these are just questions I have. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched, know, I can have questions and not know what the hell I'm talking about. That's I've, right. watched, you know? I've watched Power Nation. Before, before, uh, I watched Power Nation TV when it used to be Hot Rod TV. So I know that's how much I know about cars. Um, I watch Mo- Motor Trend. <laughs> What a trench motor. <laughs> What's that mean? What are you, what are you pooing me on this? Hey, motor trend, motor trend. I think they just had their 40th anniversary. <laughs> so there, they have a show that's gone for 40 years. Wait till you have a show that goes for 40 years. I had a show that go with for five that nobody listened to. There you go. See, so we're just doing this because we, we want to have fun and Melanie listens to it. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I have one. There's, I know at least two people who listen, maybe three. We Anybody listening, we need an intern. <laughs> we need an intern to yeah. do stuff for us. All right, I got more lists. I got uh, another top 10. Well, Rob lists. Well, Rob, Rob holds on to Wob. his list. I'm, I apparently, I'm, apparently I'm hammered. Just listen to this, <laughs> damn it. Do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to themadtrio.com. And I do want to give a shout out to a couple of people. Uh, Matt Brewer from the band Masters of Unlocking. Go to their Facebook page and or their Instagram. Keep checking out with them. Also check out with our friends over at Shunk Films. See what they're up to. Um, Just a couple of people are friends of the show. Oh, good. Nothing like screwing up their lead-in, though. I know, right? It's like, uh... Try that again. And shout out to our... You know, this is what happens when you drink before the show. It just causes nothing but problems. You should always drink after the show. Well, you should be drinking during the show, too. Why did you stop? Because I was hoping by the time I got I got to the show, I wouldn't be as hammered as I really am. So, Well, you just keep drinking, then you won't feel it. I, I feel very lucky because I've been able to come up with my list. Two, two top ten lists in one show. That's pretty amazing for me. 
But this one is kind of interesting. So the 10 secrets flight attendants will never tell you. Now, I don't know if I believe okay. these or not, but that's what they say here. So, because some of these I know. They're, they're, not, they're not the in-flight waitresses how, or how, the, the stewardesses or they're, they're flight attendants? Attendants. Attendants. No, okay. you can't. They're not stewardesses anymore. What? That's sexist. No, because the guy's a steward. They're all stewards. Just like all actors are actors. No, like it's a male and female. Steward and stewardess. Nah, can't do that anymore. Why not? That's not appropriate. Oh, darn. Yeah, see, you're all... You're already inappropriate. So so much for call- <laughs> so when I when I want my drink, I can't ask the sky waitress. <laughs> no, no, you can't. They're not waitresses anymore. They're servers. You're really out of touch, dude. I, I don't leave my house much. <laughs> Obviously not. All right. And Ten. this is why he's not allowed to leave the yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. He'd embarrass us. You know, well anyway. Top ten. All right. Secrets flight attendants will never tell. Number 10, those emergency oxygen masks deliver a supply that only lasts 15 minutes. Since it's a chemical wow. reaction, I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. So the average is between 12 and 15 minutes. So, huh. so, but, you know, but, so don't panic because pilots will take the plane to a lower altitude where actually in, in time that you're not going to run out of oxygen unless he's, you know, up in space and maybe, you know, blue origin and. Virgin Atlantic or whatever he's calling that. Branson's calling his thing. They're up there. They may need mm. two oxygen masks again now. I don't know. Number nine. If anyone dies during a flight, they may need to stay in their seat. So if somebody passes away next to you, they're going to be there through the whole flight. There's nowhere else to put them. They, they need it's not a, like I have a morgue inside an airplane. They, they need an extra one. They need an 11. They will use duct tape. Brian, we have a job for you. Yeah, that's right. You're going to fly on planes and, and dispose of bodies. That, we, we need somebody to do that. You know, just open up a hatch and throw them out. And they're frozen oh, so cold. The, t- <laughs> the people so cold. <laughs> oh, God. This is, it's got to land right in the middle of like some, some guy's house. Honey, a, it's raining bodies. Or a kindergarten playground. <sighs> Somebody's going to pull this show. So, just know it. so do you think like it'd be funny funny if somebody was listening to the song it's raining men and boom, there comes one. oh that'd be bad all right number eight <laughs> those chimes you know you hear the sounds you know ding mid-flight ding did you know they're actually yeah. a secret code for things like you know they, i did yeah like the sky i did waitress. know that they can be saying there's an emergency they could be saying that it's some kind of change in the route there could be a delay or something so instead of just picking up the phone or texting them they ding dong and it means something i always wondered what it meant how about those yeah, i uh, don't know the code but i know i always knew it meant something I, for that we that you know yeah flight attendants or whoever yeah. else was supposed to be paying attention to joel generally from what i understood is that the front of the airplane generally rings that bell for the back of the airplane to try to get their attention for whatever reason it may be. Pick up the ah. phone, there's an unruly customer, or whatever it may be. There's usually a reason for it. So so number yeah. seven on my list is the headsets and earbuds that they're passing out. They're not new, nor are they cleaned. Uh, any, oh. Is that a shocker? I mean, come on, let's, let's be honest here. <laughs> That's why I always get my own, or yeah. I bring my own, or, you know, you can buy them. Yes. I, I remember and when they... And if you buy them, you you get new ones. I remember <laughs> when they had... just hope. renting them. But they put them in these little bags, and you think that they've been cleaned, See, but they're I, not. I remember uh, when they true. had a special connector 
They had a oh, dual, yeah. had a dual prong connector. Oh that, yeah. Well, they they also had the ones initially when they finally bring started bringing those out that were run by the air system that was pumped in. It was actually <laughs> I had air driven. I don't know. I'm going too far back for you guys. Anyway, okay, anyway. all right. So number six. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. Hey, wow. You even all out ordered for James. Flight like, attendants hate pouring Diet Coke. Really? Yeah, it says huh. no other drink fizzes as much as a Diet Coke. Ah. And it they- requires extra time to simply wait. And one of the interesting things I noticed on one of my flights, sometimes I'd ask for a Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke, whatever. They actually give you the whole can and a cup of ice and say, pour your own. <laughs> now I know why. It takes too long. By the way, that's a hack for getting the whole can, yeah. not just half. Yeah, I don't know if they're still doing that, but that was a while ago. Number five. Huh. They'll give you the whole can if you ask. Really? Yeah, they will. And that's my number fifth. fifth. That's the fifth. fifth one on my number five list. My I, pa- list. I didn't realize Rob was taking <laughs> sips of my my, uh, my alcohol. Oh, uh, boy, it must be. It's the smoke. I swear it's the smoke from the fire. It's just getting I, us all. You know, since since that area, they do have some. They're, they're growing some. That's true. Former, huh? former illegal the, ve- uh, vegetables. Green veg- leafy. leafy. Yeah things out yeah. there that are burning along we're, with it too we're really all stoned <laughs> that's what's going on the the, the smoke hit uh, hit over this way didn't it okay number four <laughs> your boarding pass contains a lot of secrets incredibly personal information is actually printed on those things there's a thing called uh the pnr it's a six-digit alphanumeric segment of coded text that has your name and where you're going and if you're a uh, uh, frequent traveler, all kinds of stuff. So they say, they say just don't leave them hmm. in the seat backs there because some people can actually read that information. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So you look at, all, look at all the stuff you're learning. Number three, the flight number is also coded information. Hmm. Uh, the last digit of the flight code signals a flight's direction. The odd number flights head south and west. The even number flights Point north and east. Did you know that? I did not. I did sure. not know I that. that. Gizmodo provided that one for me. So I'll shout out to them for that. Hmm. That was interesting. Number two. That is interesting. Yeah. So the plane is not the riskiest part of your journey in the COVID area. Era. Area? Era. Okay. So, era. Era. So that what they're saying now in the day of COVID that the airplanes have uh, stepped up their HEPA filters for the air inside. They're actually spending more time cleaning their aircrafts than they used to. They're use, they're actually using chemicals that will kill viruses. So pretty much it's the first time ever airplanes are being actually clean. Yeah, they're the cleanest they've ever been right now. Huh. So if you want to, you know, airplane flying is as clean as it's going to. I'm assuming get. it's getting your baggage and using the restroom. I would guess. I mean, there's. Yeah, I don't know. Because I remember when COVID, it was the funniest report I've ever read. It was a COVID article explaining how using the restroom causes COVID to, to spread. And it was a serious scientific article, but it was just hilarious reading them, uh, reading it about droplets of uh, fecal matter and, and well waste eliminations. And they've always, the, the, so the, the attendants have always said that, well, you know, people that go into the uh, bathrooms together to do their mile high club oh, yeah. or yeah. whatever, they, they said that's the dirtiest, stinkiest, filthiest place you could ever want to be. And why would you want to do that there? I said the same thing when an acquaintance tri- uh, got caught uh, having coitus on the high school farm. 
And I remember making fun of him, saying, there, there's a very romantic gentleman you are. Instead of whining and dining and flowers, you said, hey, honey, here's a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Number one, I was back to what I was finishing with the other one, basically saying the planes right now are cleaner than you think. So it's safer to go flying than it's ever been. So book those flights. Of course, once you get to wherever you want to go, you probably can't do anything, but. A mask yeah, up, ma- mask up, and enjoy your hotel room. Yeah, simply because we're going into stage eighteen hundred of this COVID saga. All right, enough of me. Did anything? Yeah. I did my top two top ten lists for the show. Okay, hosts, it's up to you guys. Now. Okay, I, I got a challenge for you. Name an obscure television show that nobody remembers. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> That's my, stupid. My mom's a car. Yeah, my mother's a car. Yeah, it was my Blood mom. Hammer. Sled, I liked that show. Sledgehammer that was hilarious. No, no, no. My mother's a car. I liked what Jerry Van Dyke was doing the voice. I've seen oh, episodes of it. I I'm wish old. they'd release it. I'm really old. Um, but I'm Sledgehammer is hilarious. It has the funniest line I've ever heard, and the show would get canceled in a heartbeat for it. Yep. I can repeat the line if you want. So basically, I'm, this I'm, gu- I'm waiting. <laughs> so basically, this guy's kind of sexist. He's also an idiot. And this woman said, I bet you want all women to be barefoot and pregnant. And his response was, no, I prefer women to wear shoes. (laughs) And it was just the first time I heard it. It was like, holy (laughs) shit, this was on network television. Yep. Of course, you realize. For two seasons. Of course, you realize this is the same era that had Don Johnson and, you know, so. Yeah. 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 You know, every time somebody ever says, you know, name an obscure show, I always say sledgehammer right off the top of my head because that was I, I loved that show as a kid and i watched i rewatched it because i bought both those both the seasons that that they had and it is still pretty damn hilarious it's cheesy it's campy it's inappropriate but it's hilarious it's probably why it, it'll it's a it'll be a perennial classic because it's it'll actually i bet it'll stay funny because it's so out of touch with modern society. Like a yeah, trauma was then too. Like a trauma film. <laughs> trauma will always be classics, but well, for the way they specifically wanted. So ladies and gentlemen, yeah. do me a favor, go to audacity.com and check out their website, buy a card pack or check out what store near you you can purchase that amazing game on. We did uh, a couple of rounds of that game on a couple of episodes ago or it could have been 5 or 10. Um episodes it was. Episodes ago we need to have uh Miss Audacity back. Uh, I keep meaning to call her, unfortunately, because my dumbass forgot some stuff. I needed to have multiple people on the show. That was not possible today. Um, other thing, please take a look at our social media feed so you can keep up to date with the Mad Trio Facebook. I usually post everything to and the Instagram account. So do me a favor. The Instagram. The Instagram. Yep. Just just like the Google. Mm-hmm. I'm all of a sudden George W. over here. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, the fat man, the old guy... As always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.